Pin them on one, pin them on two. Love. Wild, beautiful thing. This is from me. Fresh. To you. Ghetto people. London. Your dreams have now been fulfilled. Jamaica. Get out your seat and let's get real. Come on. Welcome to episode Cinco. Halfway through. Thank you. You know, I don't think that people know or are, are aware, actually, that this is a limited episode podcast. Oh, I guess they're going to be aware after this show, so they should be very informed. So we only plan on doing 10 episodes unless there is just an overwhelming, you know, demand for more, which I just... I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah, maybe a couple people want more. Yeah. So after episode ten, Finn. Uh, did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a rapper. No, but we we only intend on doing ten episodes, um, and then maybe here and there. I don't know. It just depends. Might do special episodes if if we show, should so feel compelled to do so. But as it stands. We are halfway, you know, to our goal. So I'm glad we made it this far because it was, you know, touch and go for a minute there. I'm just, I'm too lazy for, for all this consistent stuff. I'm more lazy than Manera, so. Much more. I guess we should introduce ourselves for people who might not know us by now. Whatever. We just have to do it. I'm Manera. I am Carl the X, a.k.a. Ill Villain, a.k.a. James and Nigga Hayden Dolphin. So what what episode was that where we did our lovely little lyrics game? Episode three. I quite enjoyed that. So I think we should do do it again. I'm down. So let's play Guess Those Lyrics. Would you like to go first, Carl the X? I would love to. So Manira, are you ready? Sure. Okay, first song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. First song. <laughs> This ain't your curb, so don't walk that bitch. This ain't your porch, so keep off that shit. Go find a cliff and jump off that bitch. If you don't think that I'm king, I done proved them wrong like twice. Can't stop my fight. I could murder your favorite rapper. And all I get is no way a Mississippi nigga really that nice. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. <laughs> Said it six times because of my pleasure. Said once more just for a good measure. Raised by the kings that before me, slowly crept up and still paid dues. I embody the South, the swang, the bang, the soul, the paint, and the blues. Bitch! Okay, I'm going to ignore like the emphasis that you put on bitch at the end and also the look in your eye. Okay. The eye contact, I didn't appreciate that. I heard the South a lot. I heard Mississippi. I'm going to assume from this list of rappers that you've given me that it's big crit. That's correct. This ain't your curves, don't walk that bitch. This ain't your post, keep off that shit. Go find a cliff and jump off that bitch. If you don't think that I'm king, I done proved them wrong like twice. Can't stop my flight. Go murder your favorite rap. And all I get is no fame. This sipping nigga put it at night. Fuck, 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 fuck. I said it six times because of my pressure. Say it one more time to a good mess. Fuck, raid by the king that will flow me slowly. 
crept up and still pay through. High and body the side, the swing, the bang, the soul in the pain in the blue. Yay, she got the first one right. Look at this shit. Okay. Okay, look at you. You fucking look at you. Once again, context clues. Critical thinking. Okay. Lazora Jones didn't raise no food. Neither did Melvin. Congratulations on getting the first one right. I don't think you'll get another one right, but we'll see. We shall. Second song. I used to print out Nas raps and tape them up on my wall. My niggas thought they was words, but it was pictures I saw. And since I wanted to draw, I used to read them in awe. Then he dropped Steelmatic, rocked, rocked the cleanest velour. Fast forward, who'd have thought that I would meet him on tour? I'm earning stripes now, nigga. Got Adidas galore. Backstage, I shook his hand, let him know he's the man. When he said he was a fan, it was hard to understand. All right, so he is a fan of Nasir Jones. He is, is he under the age of 30? I'm not, I'm not giving you any clues. I mean, you gave me like 20 rappers on a sheet of paper. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. not fair. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I gave you 10. So, really, you only got nine because you already eliminated one. So, don't, yeah. All right. So, he used to hang up Nas's picture on his wall. That's what he says. Yeah. Yeah. He let, he let Nas down, by the way. He let Nas down. How do, what, do, what do you mean by that? It's the name of the song. Let Nas down. Is it J. Cole? <laughs> in this Jayco, yes. I used to print out Nas raps and tape them up on my wall. My niggas thought they was words, but it was pictures I saw. And since I wanted to draw, I used to read them and up. Then he dropped Steelmatic, rocked the cleanest for love. Fast forward, who'd have thought that I would meet him on tour? I'm earning stripes now, nigga got Adidas galore. Backstage, I shook his hand, let him know that he's the man. When he said he was a fan, it was too hard to understand. Now, I'm... <sighs> I think I, I've underestimated my own genius. No, no, you just like honestly, I did. I didn't diversify these rappers enough. I don't think so because like you knew it. You know what? Me. Don't even do that. Okay. I didn't. Can okay. You know what? Don't worry about. It. Let's let's go to the next one. So that's two out of how how many am I doing? Uh, maybe six, five. I don't know. Let's let's let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's just play it by ear. We, we, we'll see what happens. So what is the prize? From this game, what what do I win? Last time it was a nineteen ninety nine meal. It's got to be something better than that. Twenty dollar meal? I don't know. It's better. It's it is better. Like why are you looking at me like that? Next song. Make your money, my nigga. Get your money, but don't let this shit make you. Now deal with that. I lost a whole bunch of money chasing bitches, but I never lost no bitches chasing money. How real is that? Only time a woman made a man a millionaire when that man was a former billionaire. How trill is that? My nigga, get you a fly chick and a drop top. And when she piss you off, do me a favor. Hop in that bitch and peel it back. I don't understand anything you just said. Like, none of it. How am I supposed to guess who the hell this is? Well, this sounds like... Um, a weak juvenile adolescent preteen pubescent okay. rapper. Okay. It's not, but okay. So I, based on this list that you have given me, <laughs> it could be any of these people except for Nas or Jay Cole. How do you know that's not Nas? Like for real though. I would sincerely hope that it is not. 
<laughs> okay. Well, just take a guess. <laughs> you put Nas on the pedestal right now. Like, wow, I'm saying that. But okay. okay, whatever. Um, He was in a drop top peeling off with a bitch. Is that, did I hear something? I heard something about a bitch. No. And you, you, Okay. He said, get you a fly chick and a drop top. And when that fly chick pisses you off, hop in your drop pack. Hop in your drop top, peel the top back, and peel the fuck off. That's what he's saying. He's not peeling her back. I need a clue. No. You know, see, my songs have a theme. These are just random ass rap songs that, I mean, unless you don't have any kind of. Yeah, okay, number one, you didn't tell me pick a theme, Carl. You just said pick your song. Now that I present you this list and the song. What I'm saying is if I don't have any kind of context to any of these songs, it really is just like blindly picking. He from Detroit. And what is that supposed to do? You're a rapper from. There's only one rapper from Detroit on this list. Detroit. Detroit. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't know any of these. I I I'm familiar with Joe Budden, but he's from New York, right? He's from New Jersey. Okay, close enough. Nas is also from New York or something somewhere in in the north. Yeah, Nas from New York. Wale, um, is he Southern? Uh, I'm no. It's East Coast. J Rock, I really don't know who that is. Cause you're a hater. Okay, Pusha T, is he Northern as well? Uh, what would you consider Virginia? Oh, uh, um, no. Um, Mick Jenkins, I have no idea who that is. Royce the Five Nine, I don't know who that is either. Just pick one. I'm just gonna go with um, J Rock. I don't know. Is that right? Hell, not it ain't right. <laughs> you got so fucking excited. I don't know who that is. I, mean, I don't know who any of these people are. It's Rust of Five Nine. Oh, make your money, money. All right. Get your money. But don't let this shit make you not deal with debt. I lost a whole bunch of money chasing bitches, but I never lost no bitches chasing money. How real is that? Only time a woman made a man a millionaire was when that man was a former billionaire. How trill is that? My nigga, get you a fly chick in a drop top. And when she piss you off, do me a favor. Hop in that bitch and peel it back. I don't know who the fuck Royce the Five Nine is. So, I mean, of course, I'm not going to be familiar with, in, with his work. I'm not familiar with fucking Mick Jenkins because who is. Okay. I don't fucking push it. These are rappers that, unless you are really into the rap genre, you're not. That is, that is very true. Yes, you are. You're not gonna know who the hell. I didn't know who he was until you told me about him. So it's not. It's not like these are like mainstream. What I'm saying is, if you are not into rap, then you're not gonna know who the fuck these people are. It's just a game. You don't have to make excuses because you don't guess one right. Like when you guess the first two right, you all fucking hippity fucking do. But now you're like, I don't know these rappers. Whatever. Just- Your game is stupid. Well, since you uh you're not being a good sport, I guess we can make this one the last one. Sure, why not? There go. I pray it's never too preachy, but I'm preaching. Losing hella blood to these fuck niggas leeching. Why you reaching? I'm like six five. Stop it. We are not on the same plateau. Chate du Chantonet, you just don't say that my shadow. Ginger ale in my chalice, I I never been champagne shallow. I never run from a battle. I'd rather hang from the gallows. For I let a stray bullet catch a nigga on the nine. Trey A pulling O nine, call me Brown. If a nigga act foul, then we put him on the line. 
It's the same that's the game that these young niggas' minds like. Go. Mick Jenkins. How you know that? Game over. I pray it's never too preachy, but I'm preaching. Losing hella blood. These fuck niggas leeching. Why you reaching? I'm like 6'5". Stop it. We are not on the same plateau. Shadow, they shine, they shoot. You just throwing shade in my shadow. Ginger ale in my chalice. I never been champagne shallow. I never run from a battle. I'd rather hang from the gallows. For I let a straight bullet catch a nigga on the nine. Straight A, pull it 09. Kwame Brown, if a nigga act foul, then we put him on the line. It's the same, that's the game. And these young niggas' minds like, I'ma get all them money. You fucking, you a cheater, bro. Cheat. <laughs> How am I cheating? You looked at that one. How did I look at that, Carl? Because you looked at me playing the video. Oh, so now I'm cheating. When I didn't get one right, then I was just a poor sport. But now that I've gotten the last one right, I did not see that. Guess Mick Jenkins. I have heard a previous song by him, and I heard Ginger Ale, so I just put two oh, and two together. Okay, I get that. Okay, yeah. I don't believe you though, but okay. context clues. And plus, I know his rap style now from that other song. You're a liar. No, I'm not. What was the other song? Canada Drive? Canada, yeah, Canada Drive. Yeah. So. Okay, I guess you're right. Choose better. I Can I do one more then? No. No, it's over. My turn. So basically, I won. Pretty much. I got three out of four. You did. Good job, Manir. Bow down. No, thank you. Are you ready to play? No. All right. So unlike you, I have a theme. For my songs, so that there's some kind of context and maybe you have a chance to get more than one right. How many did you do? I only did three. Maybe I should add another one no, since you did four. Three is cool. All right, so the first one you absolutely should get. Like, I shouldn't even be able to get to the chorus without you saying, okay, yeah, I know what the fuck this is. All right, so I did soundtracks. I did um, all songs from 80s movies, Okay. I didn't watch a lot of 80s movies, period. So we'll see. Good. Okay. So the first one, here we go. I've found a place, finally found a place for you and me to go if you want to get in. Ha ha. Step on the elevator. Press number seven. That's all you got to do to get yourself in heaven. I can't believe what you're going to see once you get inside. I know you'll come in alive. If you want to play around in my school, you'll obey my golden rule. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, keep it up and around. I'll never let you down. Going up, I'll keep it up and around. Do I ever? What's the movie? I'm not telling you the movie. Why? Would they have me guess a song or something? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't even know the song, so I don't think that's going to help me guess the song. I'm pretty sure you've seen the movie. Like, I'm almost certain that you've seen this movie. It is predominantly black. It's an African-American movie produced by Motown Records. It's five heartbeats. <laughs> I said the 80s. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know anything from the 80s movie-wise, so I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a loss right now. Barry Gordy. Produced it. Don't know. 1985. Not, 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 and that's not helping me. That's what I'm telling you. And I should know this song. If you've watched this movie, then you absolutely know this song. I haven't watched the movie then. Is it a, is it a Temptations movie? The Temptations movie was not made in the 80s. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I give up. Just, just tell me. Okay, so I'll give you three options. But you absolutely don't have it. You didn't guess it. So okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. Just give me the options. Yeah. A, 
The Wiz. B, The Last Dragon. C, Fucking Dream Girls. I don't know. It's The Wiz. The Wiz was... I, I literally just gave you the answer. What, Last Dragon? The Wiz was not even made in the 80s. I don't know when The Wiz was made, Manera. I'm sorry. Haven't you seen The Last Dragon? Yeah, but I remember that song from Last Dragon. Seventh Heaven by Vanity. Can't love the Last Dragon and not and I mean, not know I'm this not, song. I'm not paying attention to the goddamn song in the movie. I'm watching Bruce Lee work karate size some folks. So disappointing. Okay, are you ready for number two? Nope. <laughs> Why not? Why are you always lackluster when it comes to my songs? Because I don't like your picks. And you think that I liked yours? All these random ass, obscure ass rap songs. What? None of them were random or obscure. They were like major artists, so. Mick, Mick, whatever the okay, fuck his name Mick is. Mick Jenkins, yeah, one person, Wale and Big Crit and J. Cole and Nas on there and who else on there? Royce the fucking 6'9 or whatever. Vibe 9. I don't know, like okay. 7 just, foot, just, whatever. Just, just do a second one. All right. Now, I'm not going to lie, you might not get this one, but I don't really care at this point. From a 1986 movie, all right, Jim Henson. Just sing the song. I don't care who's in the movie, who made the movie, who produced the movie. Just give me the lyrics. There's such a fooled heart beating so fast in search of new dreams, a love that will last. Within your heart, I'll place the moon within your heart. (laughs) As the pain sweeps through, makes no sense for you. Every thrill is gone. Wasn't too much fun at all. But I'll be there for you. As the world falls down, falling, falling down, falling in love. I need three options. <laughs> I need three fucking options. How the fuck is you singing to me, bro? Give me my options in there. Is it going to be like easy if you give me three? Okay. Say it again. Is it going to be easy or something? Nah, because okay. your music, I don't know, whatever. You're very limited. When it comes to your crap, yeah. When it comes to music in general, if it's not somebody rapping about bitches and hoes and... I don't, I don't listen to a rap that rap about bitches and hoes a lot. You just gave me the lyrics to four songs. And one song says something about bitches and hoes. What the fuck? I'm pretty sure I heard bitch in something no, no, in more than one song. You probably heard the word bitch. That doesn't mean he was referring to a female in the context. He was just saying bitch in general. Big Chris said bitch. He just... What are you Like, you know. So anyway, okay, here are the options for um, the singers. A, Kenny Loggins. B, David Bowie. C, Kenny Rogers. 
Let's go Kenny Rogers. Absolutely not right. <laughs> <laughs> you like you haven't even been close. David Bowie, as the world falls down from the soundtrack of Labyrinth. There's such a heart beating so fast in such a new dreams. A love that will last within your heart. I'll place the moon within your heart. Yeah, I've seen Labyrinth, but god damn. That, that weird-ass movie, man. Labyrinth is one of the greatest movies of all time. That's literally the the top child pedophile movie of all. Like, it really is, though. I don't care what you say. Don't you ever try to defame Jim Henson's top, masterpiece. Top child pedophile movie, Labyrinth. Boom. We'll talk about this offline yeah. with my fists. <laughs> All right, you ready for the third song? Yes, I'm I'm very ready. Let's go. I feel confident. Now, this song, I'm going to give you the movie. Okay. Okay, that's good. Hopefully this will help you out. I don't know. 1989. You know what? No, I won't give you the movie. I, get the mic away from me. Just, just, just sing the song. I'm going to give you the movie. You know what? I'm not going to give you the movie. Carl, I'm going to let you suffer through me. Talk to me. 1989. If I was you and you were me, you'd want to be winning. If you want something bad, yo, you got to want to give your all. Because I believe so much in we, and no, we're not kidding. If you feel the same as me, yo, you got to want to take the ball. Now, I found out that that nothing is given. Don't know where the cards may fall. All I know is what we've got to get it. We've got to make it on our own. Well, I guess we're going to have to take control. All on our own. If it's up to us, we've got to take it home. All on our own. Give me the movie, though. <laughs> Give me the movie. Why? Because I, I just want to know it. I think I got an idea what the movie is. I'm just trying to see what you're going to say. Ghostbusters 2. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think... <laughs> you want to know what the fuck I thought of. What? Breaking. <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> Oh my God! So, do you want um, some options? Yes, I do. All right. So, let me think of some some singers from the eighties. All right. So, A. Bobby Brown. B. Prince. C. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Are you effing <laughs> kidding me? I don't know. Is it Bobby Brown? Is it Prince? It's Prince. <laughs> It's Bobby Brown. I don't... What, nah. Bobby <laughs> Brown got a Ghostbusters fucking tube song? You don't remember On Our Own? Why do I remember that? Because it sounded like this. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They called the Ghostbusters and the end control. Had a throwing party for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, the slime was under the building. So they packed up, we blew, got a grip, came equipped, grabbed their proton packs on the back, and they split. Find out about Beagle, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys. 
According to my records, you're 0 and 6, and I am 1 for 8. That is pure unadulterated lie. I I think I am 5 for 7. No, the ones I get, no, no, you can't. No, sir, I guessed. No, I guessed. You did not guess. You are 0 for 6. So I think that still deserves a $19.99 or $20 meal. No, it does not. You're a sore loser. I sure fucking am. Yeah, I am a sore loser. I'm going to fight you after this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Get the pants. That's I don't like you. Like, it all. Actually, no. You haven't. That's been... Uh, it's been the complete opposite has actually been the case. I don't like you in there at all. So. I think we all know, like me, audience included. I think we all know that that is absolutely not the truth. I think we all know I'm like irresistible. I'm adorable. Um, you know, all those things. I could go down the list, I but the, we would I, I literally not, be I, here all day. I mean, like, let's not do that because you're rude. You're an asshole. I can go down the list, but we could be here all day. Touche. So Carl the X is totally going to phone in this episode. So we'll see him uh, in about 40, 45 minutes. Say goodbye, Carl. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, guys. I don't feel well. Lies. I haven't felt well all week. Lies, you tell. Manira hurt me, y'all. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not covering it up no more, Manira. Let me see you in the room (laughs) after the show. (laughs) I'm going home after the show. Guess what? 
The sisters are back. What, what? How you guys doing? It's Falami, Fofo, and his house. Faiza, help. Say something. Hi. Okay, that didn't really help the situation out at all. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's Falami, it's Faiza, it's Benira. Whoop, whoop. All in the house. Let's get this party started. Okay, y'all. First of all, I'm sorry. Wait a second. Wait a second. I didn't even ask. The last episode, there were two completely different sisters. So I don't want to be deceptive. And, and Well, I guess now they know who the hell you are because you just <laughs> did a 20-minute intro like you were a fucking DJ from 1992. But as you heard, there is a different sister joining us this time, Falami. She is the next oldest, I think. Aren't you? Right? Yeah. You think? Are you serious? You don't know. Manera, how long have we been alive? Dude. No, no, no. Yes, I'm the second. Wait, am I? Oh my God! I'm the I'm the third to the oldest. I'm the third to the oldest. So there you have it. Jesus Christ! That's so and bad. you heard Faiza a minute ago. Okay, let's just jump right into the good stuff. Sunday night, yeah. Um, so Viola Davis, you know, they're saying that she made history because she was the first black woman to win an outstanding lead actress in a drama series um, for How to Get Away with Murder. And I don't know if you guys have seen the show or not, but I absolutely love How to Get Away with Murder. I think it is one of the greatest shows to have come out recently. Like it is intriguing. It is thrilling. It leaves you it leaves you on the edge of your seat like it just makes you want to come back for more like. There are so many slaw, just ridiculously, horribly written shows out there. And How to Get Away with Murder just tops them all. And I'm really, really proud that they gave her this Emmy. And my thing is, is that it's like, I feel like they only give black people, um, you know, certain awards during certain times just to kind of appease us and, you know, kind of not to really keep us in our places, but to be like, oh, no, you know, we didn't forget about y'all. Y'all do y'all good work. Here, take this Emmy, girl. Here, take this Oscar, girl. Here, yeah. And then 28 billion years later, we give you your next award. Like, that part I don't really understand and I don't respect and I just think that that's messed up. But what I want to say, what I... but Okay, so... I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and and be that that person who's like, well, okay, it's good, but I just can't be happy about it because, but I do feel that way. I can't. I'm happy for Viola. I yeah, am. she deserves it. But that. I, was- I, in 2015, the fact that we are so ecstatic. Did I say that word right? Ecstatic. Yeah, it's ecstatic. That a black woman has won an Emmy for. Outstanding lead actress for the. She's the first black woman to do that in 2015. The fact that we are happy about this, the fact that it is happening at all in 2015 for the first time, is fucking horrible. No, it's it's ridiculous. I think the fact that we're still doing the first black anything is insane. Like we were excited about what's the Disney movie. Princess and the Frog, like black people went crazy, and it, like the first uh, Misty Copeland, the first, that's insane. So I'm not gonna. I mean, good for them, you know, working your ass off all your life to achieve something is awesome, but we're still talking about the first black anything in 2015. So I can't. 
Yeah, when they've been passing this stuff out for like, what, 50, 60, 70, 80 years? Yeah, I mean, like, when they've been passing out these awards for like, what, 80, 20 billion years, dinosaurs are still roaming the earth when y'all were still giving these awards out, and we're just now, as black people, receiving these, and we're supposed to be jumping through the roof, like... It's it's batshit crazy. Like it's really insane. It's like, oh, what what, Mister Negra, Mister Negra, you can finally get that first seat on the bus, sir. You you get the seat. You know what the what the fuck? Get your monkey ass out of here. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. It just took me there. But I'm really I, not that ghetto I think person. we. It just bothers I, me. I think we digressed a little bit. I, okay, get, I don't know. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. No, it's, so okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so Black Twitter. Nancy Lee Gran, 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 it doesn't matter how to pronounce her name because yeah, she doesn't, have a, it doesn't matter. Um, she's some actress on General Hospital. So, okay, let's let's jump back. Viola Davis gave very inspiring, inspirational. Which one is it? Inspiring, inspirational, whatever. Both. Speech. Okay, and just a, a little tidbit of it. She said, the only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is simply opportunity. Thank you. You cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not there. Thank you. So here's to all the writers, the awesome people, people who have defined what it means to be beautiful, to be sexy, to be a leading woman, to be black. All right. So in response to that moving, riveting speech of which I've only read just a, a couple of lines from Miss Nancy Miss good old Nancy had this to say I wish I loved Viola Davis's speech but I thought she should have let Shonda Rhimes write it are you fucking kidding me you hating ass bitch and then it said the soap stars now deleted tweets reads, I'm a fucking actress for 40 years. None of us get respect or opportunity. We we deserve Emmys, not venue for racial opportunity. All women's belittled. Woman, stop. You know what? Stop acting stupid. You know exactly what, Vi- what Viola Davis was talking about. We are belittled. We are undermined. We are underappreciated. And... Like, there are, no, there are not opportunities for us. We got to go out there and make our opportunities. Y'all have all the opportunities in uh, in life, in everything that you want to do. There is an opportunity for you not being a person of color. And then, first of all, shut the fuck up because you will never understand what it's like to be a, a person of color, to be able to walk down the street and have somebody judge you because your skin is black. But no, wait, we do have... Plenty of opportunities in Hollywood. Where, oh, that's right. You can be a pimp. That's right. You can be that hoe on the street. Girl, I'm sorry, girl. See, that's why I got you here. That's right. You can sell rocks. Or you can be that black man that was in jail for beating up his wife. And or you can other one. Or you can be Halle Berry. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Go and get fucked up ass by Billy Bob Thornton and in the mouth. And oh, you know what? What's the other uh role you can get? Oh, yeah, you can be a maid. Butler. Butler. You can be a slave. Prostitute. Yeah, because maids were having, like, the best year ever. Like, there was the butler, and then what's the other movie that I haven't seen? No, the the maids. With the maids. The Help. The Help. help. I haven't seen that. that's right. 12 Years a Slave. I mean, you know, just a big big comeback. You can't forget... 
the Django. <laughs> the Django. You know what? I actually like Django. I think I, I am in the minority, but I like Django. Django. I thought it was. Uh, it took me forever to even watch that. You know what? Actually, Faiz, I'm be honest. It took me about eight months to watch it because the concept I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand why Quentin Tarantino was directing it. I it just so many. It was just so many issues surrounding that movie that bothered me that I didn't want to watch it. But it took me like six or seven months to finally watch it. When I actually watched it, I had to watch it in segments. When I got through with it, I actually ended up, I actually liked it. I know Quentin Tarantino is just that guy who is a totally polarizing subject in the black community. You either really hate him or you really appreciate his work. And I, I, I don't really have a problem with his work. I know he uses nigger a lot. Probably more than is uh, kosher. But I enjoyed Django. I thought I viewed it as more of a Western, which is what I think he was going for. I didn't. Yeah, I, but like, that's my thing. It's like, look, dude. But it's like, there's been so many. But there's not. been so many slave movies. And it's like, for it to be, you know, a oh, different okay. twist on it. Okay, so you're I, saying it was good that he turned it into a Western so that it wasn't like your normal slave movie. And it's almost like how he did with, uh, what's the other movie with about the... Um, the Kill Bill? No, the Holocaust and... Oh, um, yeah. Uh, no, with the, the, the with the uh, Jews uh, when they were fighting back and uh, whatever that movie was, how it's kind of like a fantasy. If you can go, if you can go back and rewrite history, you know, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. So, so to me, yeah, that was good. This was kind of like the same. If you could go back and you know exact revenge and okay. all that that kind of stuff, you know what? Now that you put it that way, I can have a better appreciation for it because I did like the way that he did in Glorious Bastards, and it was very fantastical. And but I did not like that Samuel Jackson was, you know, pretty much the villain, and I also thought that Leo DiCaprio. Was that was the best performance that I've seen from him in a very, very, very long time? Like since what's Eden Gilbert Grape? I have not been impressed by his performances in anything the way that I was with Django. He's never so. won an Oscar. Say it again. He's never won an Oscar, right? He has not, and I don't think that he he has deserved an I Oscar. Say, I don't think he's actually been deserving of an Oscar since what's Eden Gilbert Grape because he's been. Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio in everything that he's in been in. every single movie, he's been like, the same person. I feel like Denzel Washington is the same person. And I do too. I, I I do. I won't. I won't even. Tom Hanks is awesome. Tom Hanks is an incredible actor to me. So he transforms more yeah. so than Denzel and Leonardo Hell DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really seen a movie with Denzel Washington where I, well, I'm like, that is not, I don't see Denzel Washington. Oh, okay, I got you. Because I thought the Equalizer was great, but he was still, Denzel. was still Denzel. But I'm like, you can But he plays Denzel very well, so I... <laughs> I, I mean, feel like I could play myself. I could be this in anything. Like, But is it worthy of an Oscar? Yes, Faiza. Ask yourself but that question and be the honest. Same way in every movie. Well, don't let uh, Lazora Jones hear you say that because she's going to have some choice words for your ass. I mean, I think he's a great actor, but I'm just saying, no, I always see Denzel Washington when I see Denzel him, Washington. Yeah, he's like the, he's another Jack Nicholson because Jack Jack is always Jack in every film. Oh my God, I feel like we have gotten all off the subject. But I, I guess. But it still all kind of yeah. mixes in together. So, so Viola Girl, congratulations. Woo woo! 
Faiza had a very big problem with your makeup. So yeah, I I'm sorry. I just I couldn't she deal. She's literally rubbing her head like she is perturbed. like. But anyway, congratulations, Viola girl. Um, much deserved. And because you uh, know you ain't gonna get another one for fifty years, so girl, you better revel in it. Take baths with it. You know when you dust in the house, attach it to your hip. You know I don't know. Just get your fun, honey. That's it. And Nancy, you can kick rocks with open toe shoes. You hate them. <laughs> Breaking out. Heifer. <laughs> All right, moving on. So I I would like to talk about something um, that has been puzzling me for. No, this has been puzzling the world. This is a conundrum that will never be solved because it is. I I I I'm stuttering now because I literally have no words. It's insane. Kanye's fashion line. And I believe it was it was inspired by the crystal meth that he smoked right before he decided to be like, okay, let's do this. Because this didn't hit this line that he put out. No, he put that out in about 45 seconds. That didn't take weeks, months, uh, not even an hour. He literally woke up 45 minutes before the show started, threw some shit together and said, let's rock. I'm sorry. So let's talk about it before we um, critique it. Go ham on it. Or something. Um, All right. So um, we don't even have to explain what it looks like. You you people have all seen it. You've seen the memes. You know what it looks like. My problem with Kanye Latarius West. Is that his real name? I don't know. It just sounds like it should be. (laughs) I... I get it, Kanye. You're a rapper, right? Bragging rights is a part of the hip hop slash rap culture. Who has the biggest dick and who can sling it the the fastest? I don't, whatever. I get it. But if you're going to continually, continuously, whichever one, like tell us how great you are, at least let the shit be halfway accurate or truthful. Like, I don't know if you were going for a post-apocalyptic zombie, uh... I I shouldn't feel like I I walked out of, like, the Holocaust Museum. Exactly. I shouldn't feel... Yeah, they look like refugees. Like, I want to feed people. No, no, no. Refugees have better clothes. No, it looks like rats and moths got together and attacked the clothing, and then it's like, like, what is the 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 nude like pants and the the underwear and the? I just, I'm I'm just so confused. It all just looks a mess in the stocking caps. Like what? And I was conf- I was befuddled by the images. Befuddled. befuddled. I love it. Um, befuddled. The all of the colored people just seemed to be in the back there. What was Faiza from a? An artist who, someone who works with photographers and fashion and designers and models. Um, could you? I, I don't give us some yeah, insight. Is some there? Please help us with that. Can you? Was there a reason for that? Um, it is in my professional opinion that his line was some bullshit. Like, quit playing with me. Like, I feel like you playing with me, and I feel like you. This is a joke. I feel like it's disrespectful to artists. It's disrespectful to designers. That went to school and actually designed real clothing. And it's because the artist is a serious thing. Mm -hmm. And when you put some shit out there and you want to be respected, 
Like, it's a joke. And it's disrespectful. Like, the guy that commented on my status, I would call his ass out, but he said art is subjective. And that's true to a point. I mean, I feel like if it's something that my seven-year-old daughter can do, that shit is not subjective. It's some bullshit. And you playing with me. I can appreciate some of the other fashion powerhouses like um, uh, Bessie Johnson or uh, Givenchy or Dolcea Gabbana. Like, their clothing, nobody would actually wear it. But you can appreciate it because we can't do that shit. Like... Yeah, the it takes and the talent effort, and yeah, put into and it. time and the fabric and these are masters at what they do and that's subjective because hardly no one will wear it but we can't do it yeah. and Kanye I just I I don't know he needs to go the hell away he need to go to therapy first of all because he needs help <laughs> I can't and my lips. I mean, what his daughter wore to the show looked better than everything in the show. And his daughter wore the most basic shit anyway. And that's terrible. So as an artist, it's disrespectful. Like, and you want to be respected for some bullshit. And no. I'm just looking at a picture of it now. And I just, I mean, I just... I mean, I I don't really, I don't really have a problem with his fashion line. Because... To be, to be truthful, I'm pretty sure that there are other designers with shit that looks way worse than this. My problem is I can't, I can't he is shoving it down down my throat, and I didn't ask for him to do like, that. Really He's deep throating America, and we didn't ask for this it. This is the worst at, at Fashion Week this season. I like. I really think this is the worst look any designer has ever done at Fashion Week. Like, I. This was the worst. Like it was, he literally had the worst collection. Yeah. So don't, don't shove your bullshit down my throat. So with all the greats, the artists, what you can name Bob Marley, you know Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, whoever. I don't remember any of them saying, "Look at me, I am the greatest. Love me, appreciate me." bow down to me. Maybe Michael Jackson to some degree. I don't know. Maybe I'm bad. I don't know. My point is, if you are the greatest, you just simply are the greatest. Like, you don't have to say it. You don't have to convince us of it. You don't have to because your work speaks for itself. That's why you don't have to consistently remind people because guess what? You remind them with your work. It's going to scream volumes because if you are really all that, your work will show and prove. You don't have to speak on it because, like I said, your work will show and prove. But your work is showing and shit. proving. Your work is showing shit. Um, malnutrition and concentration camps. <laughs> that 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 is what I'm. And if if that's what you wanted us to get, then, dude, you no, you actually, did it. I think the the um the Jews had uh, a better fashion artist in the camps. I have to give them better credit than that that mess than what Kanye put out. I do. I'm sorry. <sighs> Kanye, just do better. Or just stop. But anything stop. will be an improve. the 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 upside is that anything will be an improvement upon on this, like anything. So, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up, right? Like maybe. No, nothing can be worse than this unless they just come out with 
No, you know, no, nothing, nothing. I can't even complete that sentence. Nothing can be worse than that. We live from the head down and not the feet up. And I'm a dome with a pound that's making this up. And I'm fine, fine under cloud nine. So here's something that I want to talk about that I have been rather hesitant to even, even on Facebook, where I'm pretty open about sharing things that might not be, you know, the most popular thing to say. So as of late, there have been these campaigns, I guess with Dove, I, it's one that I can think of. Um, of women kind of, you know, sh- shrugging off or discarding the, I guess, the 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 norm, the norm yeah, of what is beautiful and all of that. But as of late, there have been just these campaigns that I just don't quite understand um, the intention. Free the nipple is one. Why do we need to free the nipple? Why can't the nipple stay in a bra? Why does the nipple have to be just slinging around? I understand. Some women say it is not a sexual object, but you know we should when be able to. We should be able to to breastfeed our our babies in public, which I agree. Yeah. But why do you have to have the whole tit out? Like, why can't you just have a blanket, feed your baby, and move about your day? Yeah, I think it's more about common sense than modesty. Come on, ladies. Okay, yeah, God gave us breasts, clearly, and that the intention behind that was so that we could feed our babies. But, I mean, use common sense. They're still breasts. They're still considered to be a sexual object because they are okay before you had your baby your man was sucking on your tits or you was trying to put your mouth down there when his ass wasn't around either way they were getting played with when you are outside and you are in public put cover yourself up put a blanket a t-shirt uh one of the kanye's uh moth rod written uh shirts you know whatever you got just cover yourself up that's common sense just be modest about it i think that is really stank stank for you to just pull your whole damn titty out and have a you know your baby sucking on your breast don't nobody need to see that your baby, you know what I'm saying? That's embarrassing for you and your child and your man, whoever is around you. That's just, you look really stupid. And then I'm there sorry. are the videos, the, the videos that I, I just don't quite understand. All right. So we get that you love your body and you want everybody to see that you love your body. Okay. I get it, girl. Love your full figured body. But why do I need to see you at the market Butt ass naked when I'm trying to pick out an apple. Do you have to stand in the center of the goddamn road with your titties hanging, swaying to and fro? Oh, or the well, I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to pick out my peach. I understand that you love your body, um, Vanessa or Rebecca or whoever you are. Why do, why do you need us to see that you love your body? Isn't loving your body enough? Why do you need an audience? That's just the thing. I don't think that they really they love. They don't. They, they don't, don't love, love their bodies. That's a self-esteem issue. Yeah. Because if you really love your body, you'd be modest about it. You know that the world doesn't need to see everything that you have. You'd cover that self up. That's a self-esteem issue. You want everybody to see what you got going on because you're not loving yourself. Real women that love themselves 
cover themselves because they know that the world does not deserve to see what they got going on. And doesn't appreciate it. No one is going to appreciate your body the way that you are, okay? Like, you can't guess everybody's intention when you are butt-ass naked. You know your intention, but you don't know Harry over there. He's, you know, looking at you in a complete with a completely different gaze and and i feel like a lot of these women they put themselves in this situation and then when they get the attention from these men yeah when they get approached they get offended but in in the same token you wanna yeah you want to be able to use your sexuality when you feel like it but at the end of the day it's all sexuality if you naked i'm Women will forever be the weakness of men. At the end, at the end of the day, we are what they want. Yeah. The bodies, titties, ass. Like, in what world do you think you can be naked and not be viewed in, in that way? way? Because you are a sexual being. Like, you have to be attracted to each other to procreate. Like, that's how we, well, a lot of times, unless you're drunk or something. But, like, I just don't understand. I feel like any woman, if you really love yourself... Like, you don't have to be out telling everybody that I love myself, especially, like, the overweight thing. Like, I love plus-size models. They're some of the most beautiful models to me. But I'm not talking about obese. Like, it's a health factor at that point. It's not even about loving yourself. It's about, okay, this is not healthy, and you need to change it. I'm seeing a lot of these campaigns with obese women or women with other kind of stuff going on and they're pressuring us to love them i'm like why don't you fucking love yourself because i'm not gonna be on no fucking blog talking about love me and accept me like fuck y'all i love myself i don't need i don't need you to love me so it is just everybody's fighting for their right and everybody wants to wants they 15 minutes i don't know i don't know what's going on and if you don't agree with, you know, their views, then you are automatically put into this box and you are put on front street. You are shaming people and yeah, you're a you, hater. You're a hater and or you're intolerant you're, of differences. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I understand the what is it? LGBT yeah. movement. I mean, in a way they did have their civil rights movement with Vito Russo and all of them. Because it was like, you know, a lot of them were getting killed from being gay, which sucks. But I feel like your sexuality is a private matter. You know, when you go somewhere, unless you're fucking got tambourines and shit on, like nobody really gives a shit (laughs) if you fucking another dude or you fuck another woman. Like, at the end of the day, your colors is what's going to matter the most. And I feel like I'm tired of gay sex. I'm tired of straight sex. Everybody needs to just go fuck in their room and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, whoever you fucking, who cares? Yeah. Like, and that, it's annoying. But I, I think that's the thing. People cared too much who, who you were fucking. So it affected the your rights, like your civil rights, which is, I, I guess, is not an issue anymore because of the Supreme Court ruling or whatever. So that, you know, I can see where they're coming from with that. They want to be able to marry and have the rights that any other human could have just because of what they were doing with their private parts. They didn't have those those rights. So I understand that. 
But I do agree that your sexuality is very much a private matter. And I, I don't I don't think that you need to, you know, be on a bullhorn and uh, you know, announcing it yeah. because I don't I don't care what you do with your stuff down there. But I just, I guess my thing is, why do we have to love everything? Why can't we just, why can't we have our own opinions? If I don't like my stress marks, why do I have to love them and then also tell you to love them as well? Why why can't we just not like things and not be, you know... Yeah, I, just I don't feel know. Like everybody needs to grow up, okay? Accept yourself, love yourself. When you've gotten that part taken care of, guess what? Whatever anybody else thinks is irrelevant because guess what? You love and accept and know yourself, and that is all that matters. So, do get that part taken care of and move the fuck on. I mean, no, it's just it's just it's time out. The shit is getting old. And it's just time out for y'all. Come on. And Chrissy Teigen, it took her to show a picture of three stretch marks. I'm so fucking tired of Chrissy Teigen's. If I hear her, hear her say one more fucking thing about those stretch marks, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Wait, what's I didn't I didn't what stretch she marks? Had, like, I didn't know. Marks on her legs. But I'm like, what was she showing them for? What that was that you about? Love your to marks. show that you know she's a, a girl then, just like everybody like, else. She has flaws. Of, she has stretch marks. Love yourself. Oh, oh, uh, I'm Christy Teigen, but I'm flawed with my three airbrushed <laughs> stretch and it marks. It starts the movement of all the mothers showing their bellies. I think it's love your lines or I something love. like that. I'm like, y'all, motherfucking lie, like bitch. <laughs> You was wearing fucking crop tops and shit. Like, I mean, I know you don't hate them, but to say, oh, I'm in luck, bitch. Girl, bye. Quit lying. <laughs> like, quit. They thirsty for likes, for social media, because you a damn liar. Like, that's just, I don't know any woman that's like, I just love them. No. <laughs> I mean, I understand you, you're not going to roll over and die because you have stretch marks. You, you're still going to want to love yourself and... I mean, something great came from those lines. But if you had the choice, if you had the choice of whether to have stretch marks or not, I'm pretty sure every single woman would choose not to have stretch marks. Yeah. I mean, that's probably went and got them laser, you know, surgically removed. And I, I, you know that they did. Because I mean, nobody is rolling around in the bed hugging their, oh, my stretch marks. Oh, I just kissing your, your, your stretch marks, titties, you know, your orangutan ass titties. Oh, I just love you. Gravity, you've been so good to me. Cut that shit out. Y'all, stop it. Just stop. I mean, a lot Be of these real. people creating these false movements and they going to get shit done. That's just... Just stop. Yeah, the same women who are, don't sexualize my breasts, are the same ones going to get breast implants Mm -hmm. so that some man can squeeze on them. So stop it, ladies. Your breasts breasts are for your babies, and they were also for your men. They're both sucking from them, so stop it. Like motherhood, everybody doesn't have a good motherhood. Everybody does not have an easy birth. Everybody does not... I mean, it's some negative shit. Just accept it. Everybody's not going to like the way they look every day. Or it's going to be something on their body that they fucking hate. And somebody telling you you should accept it is, like, temporary. Like, because if you didn't accept it before them, then I don't. 
You saying it's the way God made you love yourself. No, the self help shit are the fuck most fucked up people on earth. So I guess that's the end of our rather riveting, uh, rambling, oh bitter bitch. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was bitter. I think we were just being honest. I'm I'm not calling myself no bitter bitch. I'm just being real with you. You know what I'm saying? In our minds, it makes so much sense. And we're being honest. But in other people's minds, what they're saying makes so much sense. Like, what we're saying will probably be like, what are they talking about? I mean, it's all about self-perception. What I'm afraid of, what will happen is people will look at, not necessarily me, because I feel like I... Um, I don't. I don't know. People might look at us as well. It's easy for y'all to say because y'all would be considered, you know, the attractive person or the person who's in shape or the person who's fit or all of that. It's easy for you to say these things because you look like that. But I mean, to some people, we might not look like that. I mean, to some people, nah, all of us might. Uh, no, no, seriously, to. Some people, we might not even be attractive because of the color of our skin. You got to think about that. To some people, you know, we might not be considered to be, you know, have, you know, a nice body because we're not a size to everybody. Like, we at least cute. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm glad you cleared that up. Well, well, all right then. It's not even up for discussion. But I know some (laughs) fine women that don't know they're beautiful. Like, I work with a lot of women. And I do a lot of makeovers. And a lot of them have been, like, abused or in abusive relationships. Fine as hell. And they just think they're the most hideous, hideous people in the world. I just, I'm always shocked when I see them. They are coming in at 65, 70, looking 35, and complaining and talk about, girl, my thighs gotten bigger. I got a stretch mark on my titty. I'm like, well, you 75, like. And that's all you got. So it, and to them, they look like shit. But to everybody else, we're like, what are y'all? And I see it literally every day, like every day, every single day, because it's always linked to one of their ex husbands or something, like somebody that told them something. So self esteem is the most important thing to me. And it's the steam of your damn. Yeah, like it has to start with yourself and it has to start with whoever raised you. And no amount of campaigns can change that. I don't care how many Dove commercials you see. If you don't go within (laughs) and accept yourself, then, I mean, that it starts and ends there. That's the beginning and the end. It's kind of, I, I compare everything to domestic violence and abusive relationships. But it's like, you can tell this woman that this is abuse, this is unhealthy, but she will probably live that way for the rest of her life. So it's just like that person. And it don't matter what you say, what you do. If they don't believe it, and if they don't have it in themselves, and I mean, it it's themselves. not going to change. Like it's just, because some, lit- some people literally live their whole lives like that. Just like some people are crackheads for their whole lives. Some people are just whatever they're going to be for the rest of their life. And no matter how much you try to help them, I mean, that's a big part of the population, too. So unless it's in you and you love yourself, then 
A lot but there's people. also the other end where, where an outside influence can get through to you. Like, if you see a number for, you know, the suicide hotline or you see a number for drug addicts and you actually... But again, it does have... It, it has to be in you to go yeah. and dial the number. But sometimes it, see, it takes seeing something for something to click in you. So I could see how it could be both ways or whatever. But, yeah... I don't know. But it's still, it's an epidemic in everything right now. So a lot of shit ain't working, apparently. So we we are not in any way saying you shouldn't love your body and be confident in who you are and all of those things. I'm just saying, what is, like, what are you really trying to prove? What is your intention? What, what, where is it really coming from? Are you really... Just saying that you love your body or are you trying to convince yourself and everybody else that you love your body? If there is, if there is a beacon out there, like a beacon of light to say, hey, you don't look like everybody else, but that's okay. You're still beautiful. You're still, you know, rock your, your shit, basically. I get that. I just, I, I just, sometimes I just don't know how to feel about all of these these damn campaigns. I just don't. I don't know. I'm torn. Like, I really am. I mean, everybody should be accepted. But some stuff, it's just, it's not even worth it. It's not worth it to even bring it up unless you're just doing it for likes or to get your views up. I don't know, which a lot of people do. So I you know, I don't I don't think this, I, I don't know. I don't know if there are other people out there who feel the same way we do or if this is just going to be completely left field and, you know, we just sound like a bunch of ignorant bitter. bitches. Yeah, ignorant, bitter bitches. But this is how I feel. This is how I've always felt. I felt this way for a long time. I just did not want to say anything about it because it's, Manira, as a woman, you should understand why we should we have these campaigns because there's so many women who don't love themselves and don't love their bodies, and we need this out there. We need this for our little girls, and I understand that. We, it's not we that do. you don't understand. It's just like there's a way to do anything. And the way in which most of these people are doing it are really harming the other campaigns that really need to be the front runners that people really need to see and hear and get those points and messages across. That's what it is. The craziness is just, you know, overshadowing the ones that are really out there that people need to be, you know, privy to and need to see. That's what it is. It's just too much fluff and not enough real. Yeah. I, I don't know if we've caused more harm than <laughs> than help with this segment. But again, this is a platform for us to express, you know, how we really feel about these things. If we can't do it here, where the hell can you do it? You know what I'm saying, girls? <laughs> All right, I might I might get a couple of angry emails, ladies and men, girls and boys, rabbits and squirrels. Love yourself. Love yourself. It starts within. It starts from within. Love yourself. Love yourself. And not, it doesn't matter how many times Manira says it or Faiza says it or Falami says it or Homie the Clown. It doesn't matter. It starts from within. You have to start the loving process, okay? Self-love is the best love. It is, girl. So, you know, if it takes a Dove commercial for you to get it, you know, get the, the engine revved and, and going, then go. you go watch that Dove commercial or you go watch... That girl take her clothes off, you know, in outside of the market in San Francisco. You do that. Whatever it takes. Love. 
yourself. Say it with me, girls. Love yourself. And that is all. enjoyed doing this podcast so far we're halfway in five down five more to go uh what's what's your feeling about this whole experience so far it's fun i'm not gonna lie but it's also very very tiresome so i mean i enjoy doing it though yeah i i view it as kind of somewhat of a, a journal about you know it's kind of capturing this moment in my life in, in this time, people that are important to me at this very moment during the stage of my life. So it's it's like a time, time like a time cap- capsule. Yeah, it is, it is time capsule, yeah. Because it'll be here for, well, I don't know, as long as we, we pay that monthly fee. I mean, no, I mean, it won't be on. 
it, you you will have it forever though. That don't mean it'll be readily accessible to other people's all the time via SoundCloud and they fifteen dollars a month. So like two months from now, when I, we're back to just completely hating each other again, we can go back to these episodes and what? Hate each other even more or think about those times with funness. Think about when we were cohesive again. Really? This is this is cohesion right here? This we're, is cohesiveness? We're working together, so yeah. I guess if you want to say that, you know, when the lights are on, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But do you do you kind of view um do you kind of view this podcast in the same way? Is it like almost, you know, time capsule, personal journal? You know, no? Yeah? I don't. How do you view it? Uh, just something to do creative. I, I don't, like, I'm not going to go back on it and, like, li- well, let me not say that because I kind of did that neglected sound when I had the episode. Yes, yeah, so talk a little bit about that. You had a podcast before this one. Yeah, I had a podcast when podcasting was not cool, basically. Uh, like five years ago, me and a couple of my buddies, we did a Memphis-based music podcast called Neglected Sound. Uh, a, a few of our listeners may remember it. Uh, all the material and stuff is like lost in time and space because I was very careless back then with my data management skills and password keeping up with skills. Like I, I know the account. I just know the password to get into the email to even like recover my stuff. So I don't know. Where was it hosted? What was the what was the website back then? It's like it almost felt like twenty years ago. Like, like I don't I don't even remember. I know if you, like, if you Google neglected sound, two things like for sure will pop up. One is our web page, which is still up, and two is the podcast page, which one of our episodes is on there for free. And I guess if I just like. Maybe if I like brainstorm that and log into their website and pay like a monthly fee, maybe all our stuff will be available again and I can download it. That's what I'm hoping. Because we did like 15 to 18 episodes. So the premise of the epi- of the podcast was to kind of what uh, play music that people normally wouldn't be exposed to? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was dope. Like I used to like literally leave work. And go over AW house and record and let the sound like on the clock. And AW was your was a co-host. Well, AW was a co-host. Uh, Reginald Hardman, Rizway was a co-host. Uh, Ali, he he did our intro. He was uh, a career current guest. Jason Hayden was he helped us a lot too. A lot, I mean, a lot of people helped us along the way. That's how we met a lot of Memphis rappers and artists and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, what was one of your favorite shows um, with neglected sound? Uh, my favorite show would be we did a I don't know if anybody remember our soul like the sneaker shop like I used to be a real big sneakerhead I've chilled out a lot on there but we did a live show at our soul and it was dope. Didn't y'all do a show at some at some rap show though? We hosted uh, we hosted an IMC show before. They opened for KRS One I think Wu Tang was for a couple people. Yeah, but there nowadays there is a podcast for. <sighs> so it, it's literally a podcast for any topic you can think of right now, like analytics, like anything, you know, since science, like literally anything. I mean, podcasts are popular. I listen to a lot of podcasts at work. I listen to a lot of audio books at work too. That's so I don't know. 
I think my two favorite podcasts right now are The Read and Two Brown Girls Talk Back. Shout out to those those podcasters. They always keep me entertained and informed, and they're pretty much addictive. So shout out to the podcasters of the world. This shit is hard. Which is why this is a limited, <laughs> a limited series because like, I don't have like, the discipline. I just like I couldn't see uh, like literally shout out to anybody who does this like on a weekly basis, and this is not their actual job, you know? Because this true it, that man, it, it, it it takes a lot of time, takes dedication. It, I think it, it takes a lot of drive, and I think you have to actually like really love doing this shit. That's true, you do. And I don't think, <laughs> I, don't think we, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's fun to create this and um, have a platform to talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about and just, you know, everyday conversation. But um, it definitely has its purpose and it's intended time. And that time is almost up, halfway up. So so five to six more weeks, oh, guys, this might be the end of the first. So. Not might. Will. You, you, you said we can do some special episodes. No, my ass was lying. I know you. <laughs> I Ladies and gentlemen, this time around, the revolution will not be televised. Woo! As we proceed to give you what you need, oh, nine get live, brother. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, in the hearing against the state of hip-hop versus Aaron Clark, I present Exhibit C. When I was sleeping on the train, sleeping on Mezzarole Ave out in the rain, without even a single slice of pizza to my name, too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain, when New York niggas was calling Southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slang, I used to get dizzy spells, hear a little rain, the voice of an angel telling me my name, telling me that one day I'ma be a great man, transforming with the Megatron doll spitting out flames, eating whack rappers alive, shitting out chains. Nigga, I was homeless uh-huh. Fighting, shooting dice, smoking weed on the corners Trying to find the meaning of life in the corona Till the five percenters rolled up on the nigga and informed them You either build or destroy, where you come from? The Mac know your projects in the third ward slum, hum It's quite amazing that you rhyme how you do And that you shine like you grew up in a shrine in Peru Question 14, Muslim lesson 2 Dip diver, civilizer, 85er I make the devil hit his knees and say to our father Abracadabra, you rockin' with the true and living. Shout out the lights out, Josephine, Chewy Bivens Shout out the Baltimore, Baton Rouge, my crew in Richmond Why y'all debating who the truth was like Jews and Christians I was on Cecil B, Broad Street, Master, North Philly, South Philly 23rd, Tasker, 6 Mile, 7 Mile, Hartwell, Rasher When niggas really would pack a U-Haul truck up Put the high beams on, drive up on the curb at a barbecue and hop up out the back like, what's up? Kill a nigga, rob a nigga, take a nigga, bust up. That's why when you talk that tough talk, I never feel you. You sound real good and you play the part well, but the energy you're giving off is so unfamiliar. I don't feel you. We need Sean Miller. 
Boss hit me up on the phone, said what you waiting on? Tip hit me up with a twit, said what you waiting on? Diddy send a text every hour on the dot saying when you gon' drop that first nigga you taking long. So now I'm back spitting that he could pass a polygraph. That Reverend Run rocking Adidas out on Hollis Ave. That FOI Marcus Garvey, Nikki Tesla. I shock you like an ill electric field, J Electra. They call me J Electronica, fuck that. Call me J Elect Hanukkah, J Elect Yamaka, J Electromadon, Muhammad Asalamaka, Rasulullah Subhanawata, Allah through your monitor. My Uzi still weigh a ton, check the barometer. I'm hotter than the motherfucking sun, check the thermometer. I'm bringing ancient mathematics back to modern man. My mama told me never throw a stone and hide your hand. I got a lot of family, you got a lot of fans. That's why the people got my back like the Verizon. On the wings of love. You know it's recording, right? Okay. Well, I, don't yeah, I don't care. All right. Because uh, I'm a G, and G's don't live in fear. Okay. All right. Uh, we like to thank you guys for listening uh, to episode five. It's the, it's the official halfway point of the end of the show. Uh, it's like a special episode, right? It's like the 50th episode. 50th year is the team. What? I don't know. You know, I'm what? Just, just no, like 10. it's not. Like, no, you know, five ain't special. You got like 50, you know, 50th episode, 500th episode. I have no idea what we're going to do for episodes six through 10. If you want to be a guest, drop us a message in our inbox. The, uh, the page inbox, not my personal one. Even though y'all know the fuck I am on Facebook, I'm just saying. So we're going to pull something out of our out of our hats and our sleeves and um, our collars and our asses and shoes and socks and flip-flops. Our eyelids. Pockets. Yeah. Or just have regular people on again like we always do. We, that, that, it seems to, that seems to work like pretty good, though, just getting people on talk. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to episode five. Halfway to um, the end zone. What do you call it in, in football? Is it the end zone? Yes, it's, it's the end zone, yes. So that's where like the touchdown place would be? Yeah. Okay, so we're halfway to the touchdown place. <laughs> Thank you guys for rocking with us. Y'all hear a funny story? The other day, me and Manir was watching a football game, and she was like, yes, uh, I love this game between the, the Detroit Tigers <laughs> and the Green Bay Warriors. And I was like, yeah, those are not real teams, like, at all. Well, Detroit Tigers are real, but it's the baseball team. Nice try, them in there. No, nice try with that damn fabricated-ass story. What really happened is that he challenged me and did not think that I knew the names of both of the teams. And he promised to give me $100 if I won the challenge. I won the challenge. Do I have my $100 bill? No, I do not. Not even a $100 bill. I'll take, you know, 520s, you know, 10, 10s, however many fives. Or, you know, $101 bills. If you're a man of your word, which, you know, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to assassinate your character like that, G. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you wish you hadn't opened that can of worms now, huh? I opened that can of worms, bro. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, thank you guys for listening. Episode five is a wrap. We'll see you guys next week for episode six. Peace. Peace. 
Don't say what I say. Say something else. Bye. Peace. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos. <sighs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Hmm. <laughs> Shut up. I told my niggas if you hold me back From pursuing ain't no coming back uh, We go get these streets now watch me do this that uh, Make these money season watch them gluing back I told my niggas if you hold me back From pursuing ain't no coming back uh, Pick your poison tell me what you do with that uh, Make these money season watch them gluing back I told my nigga, if you hold me back. Uh, imagine rock up in that field where options ain't so audible. Problem steady falling, the effects is like some dominoes. Issues chronological, gotta get that money fast. Handle it, Feeling like Osama, got my llama close. Hope them boys don't come knock at my mama door. AK-47 out that window, think I'm paranoid. America, another case I can't I afford. Help me, Lord. From pursuing, ain't no coming back. Uh, we go get these streets now, watch me do this that. Uh, make these money season, watch them do it back. I told my niggas if you hold me back. From pursuing, ain't no coming back. Uh, pick your poison, tell me what you do with that. Uh, make these money season, watch them do it back. Uh, I told my niggas if you hold me back. Been about that money, fuck the damn lotto. Cruising through the jets with the 12 shot up. Most my niggas gone or the jail got them. And most these bitches wrong, but we still jock them. Cocaine in the trap, still rocking. Them hood rats in the back, got that trim popping. She twerking for the camera while kids watching. And she gon' take that cheese to go wig shopping. That's if she owe me that. Go check my zodiac. Had plenty coke and cognac in that quarter sack. My uncle Bobby had them bodies, he wore the Mac. Ain't talking hoodies when it's singing that 40 clap. Can't nobody hold me back. I'm a locomotive steamroller. Gotta fight to keep that money stream open. Licking shot just for your team that's tree smoking. In that coupe to fill with D's on it. I don't want to hold me back. From pursuing, ain't no coming back. We go get these streets now, watch me do this that. Make these money season, watch them gluing back. I told my niggas if you hold me back. From pursuing, ain't no coming back. Pick your poison, tell me what you do with that. Make these money season, watch them gluing back. I told my niggas if you hold me back. Gotta get it, ain't no options out here. A nigga just killed my partner out here. They wonder why we steady glocking out here. Cause niggas, they ain't really locking out here. And we ain't worried about them coppers out here. Do anything to try to stop us out here. No nine to fives, but we clocking out here. Every chance they get, you know they watches out here. Oh yeah, gotta be that animal. Streets is like a jungle, it'll eat you like it's Hannibal. Wig split it, cantaloupe. Yeah, we see that every day. Candles lit, pour out liquor. Hope it take the pain away. I ain't 
trying to pay my way I'm just trying to pay my way Mama tell me gotta save them pennies for them rainy days Had me snatch that switch off that branch with some leaves on it Fantasizing by some money, trees on my trees on you hold me back From pursuing, ain't no coming back uh, We go against these trees, now watch me do this that Make these monies easy and watch them gluing back. I told my niggas if you hold me back. From pursuing, ain't no coming back. Pick your poison, tell me what you do with that. Make these monies easy and watch them gluing back. I told my niggas if you hold me back. Yeah. On this journey we call life, it's always gonna be obstacles, roadblocks. Things trying to hold you back Just keep pushing Don't let that stop you Never give up Stay chasing money trees Don't let nobody tell you can't do it Keep going You know what I mean? Don't let nobody stop you I mean nobody Uh-huh Go hard for what you believe in Stay up, wake up, cake up, get paper, and I swear to God things will fall in your favor.